You're listening to Fear, Fear. the Nthcast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. I like how you brought that back. I needed to. It's been a while. Well, I, it's been a while for me as well. It has. You were missed. Sorely missed. What, was I? I think so. Steven and I talk to each other enough. Yeah. So. I, um, <laughs> yeah. And That's we, about all I can say about yeah. that, I believe. And I think it's the first time during this show that we've ever had a weird, oh, people could interpret this as we're sleeping together because you and I have never had that issue. But Steven and I. Uh, not. Uh, not because of a recording of the podcast. Right. No, right. Exactly. We 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 may have walked the streets or two, a time or two, <laughs> and been confused. and been stopped in proposition. Yes, by other fellow couples. Yes, not that we're a couple. No, I mean, or a couple of dudes. Exactly. But you we're know. not we're not in an official relationship in that capacity. No, but we're not going to double up on anybody or anything no. like that anytime soon. Or ever. Or ever. Yeah. Which is, you know. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Ice clinking or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even I'm hitting the t- mute button. I'm going to take the, <laughs> we're going to take that exception. Yeah. For real. It's good to be back. I good. had a much needed vacation. Um, really yeah. kind of didn't spend time with family, but spent time with the family. Yeah. We went to camp. Yeah. Basically. And uh, I think that's what jacked up my voice if I sound a little different. A little lower on the register. I'm mm-hmm. trying to decide if that's because I was yelling so much, mm-hmm. or uh, I'm just that tired. Mm-hmm. Usually, when I'm tired, I uh, think everybody because you don't put as much effort. Into, oh no, into your voice, so it just drops. Well, you know, I don't put a lot of effort in anything, as as most people know by now. Yeah. Well, especially <laughs> when I'm talking on the mic, <laughs> nah. uh-uh. because I can hear it amplified. I'm like, I'm just going to take it easy. <laughs> Dial it back a little. <laughs> exactly. But I think the biggest mistake, other than uh, letting uh, Stephen uh, sub for me, <laughs> was he watched the house and fed the dog. Now, he did a great job of feeding the animals. I appreciate that. Yeah. But, uh, boy, he needs to get a little more uh, proficient at cleaning up after himself. Oh. What did he leave? Oh, just a few Spider-Mans, you know, <laughs> uh, here and there. He said he was going to sleep in every bed. Oh, he did. And uh, I'm just glad we had a uh, mattress cover on each yeah. of those beds. That, yeah, well, so that's planning. Medical grade <laughs> can withstand any liquid. No matter, no matter how any, viscous. Or any substance. <laughs> no matter how viscous. Yeah. Ugh. Well, no, he's a good cat. I appreciate him subbing. And he did a good job. Um, It took us a little while to get our schedules matched up because of the holidays, but Ah. we got her done in America. America. Yeah. So it was a good time. And, you know, it was nice to talk about something other than that anime show you certainly love. So. Oh, we're going to talk about uh, anime. Well, is that anime? We're going to record seventy-two episode 72 of the Nth Cast right after this. So, oh. yeah, uh, that would be folks, technically anime. Yeah, okay, good. It would be. So, folks, uh, make sure you tune into that because we're going to be good and lubed up oh, by yeah. the time that rolls around. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Every time we double up on episodes, <laughs> we, we're slurring our words by it's the It's going to be a good time. Yeah. But we've wasted enough time already. Let's get sure. into this week's episode of Preacher. And you got to say it like you're on Duck Dynasty. You got to. Oh, uh, he gone. He gone. He gone. 
<laughs> we have a friend who says that. <laughs> it's so funny because he's the least country. He is beard. The, he can't even grow a beard. He's an Asian. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he thinks he's from Texas. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, hey, uh, with his ha- cowboy hat and boots. Yeah, he's like, I'm like, have you seen Steven? He goes, he gone. I'm like, what you wear? No. Where are you from? <laughs> Dude, you graduate of Berkeley, you. <laughs> he is a, uh, a good he dude. is an enigma, is what he is. He sure is. So I did watch last week's episode, you yeah. know, to make sure I stay current. Mm-hmm. And um, this episode kind of picked up right where that one left off. Kind of, yeah. Uh, like, like immediate. There mm-hmm. was no cold open. No, which was okay. Yeah, um, I, didn't, I don't think it was needed. No, because they left a they, big question. Last they week. did, and and I, I appreciate that. We need to get right into it. We need to get. Uh, we need to not leave you hanging. We need to seek to give some sort of re- resolution sure. to the cliffhanger that uh, happened with Sundowner. I would say with he gone, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just go out and I'll just flat out say it. Um, I like the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's different from what we, I think it's different from what we've seen uh, thus far because they really slowed it down. There was a lot more talky scenes. Well, and the flashbacks in this one were much more in depth than they've mm. been in the other ones. Than they've ever been done before. Yeah. Right. Which was necessary because throughout the episode, you're like, why, why do people care? What, what, where did these relationships that with Jesse come from? Why do people even care what he thinks? And mm-hmm. then you see, why Tulip feels the way she does for him. And it's a little bit of an explanation, which I think is needed because otherwise you'd be like, this chick is messed up. And for those who read the graphic novels, yes, we we're getting a lot of stuff that just is not, is not like the graphic novel at all. And that's okay. Right. But I felt like while I liked the episode, I'm not so sure it was my favorite. Right. However, I feel like it is the it has been the most necessary episode uh so far because we got a lot of information that we need, but it's also setting up for the ending of the season, which I think is going to be slam bang. Yeah. So, uh the the other thing I appreciate and I got to say this now before I forget is we finally 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 Get a John Wayne mention. Yes. I was like, damn it. Yes. That's about time. I agree. Um, Cassidy is just continues to work his way into my heart. Uh, he is bar none, the best character on the series. Yes. Um, yeah. And he's, you know, you think with a, a vampire, like he's a murderous psychopath, but he's really got a heart. <laughs> and he really he cares a lot about Jesse for and some Tulip. reason. Yeah, another some thing. Reason. Why does he care so much about Jesse? He's like we're we're kind of best mates, you know, and we talk all the time. And they don't know each other that that well. But I, I I feel like maybe there's a little bit of a kindred spirit thing going on there for some reason. Yeah. I'm not entirely. I haven't quite put my finger on it, uh, but I think. Cassidy sees something in Jesse where he feels like even though he didn't know, Jesse didn't know what Cassidy was up until this episode. Yeah. I felt like 
because he even said it, well, he's a preacher. He has to be accepting. He has to, that's his job. I think, <clears throat> I think he's kind of told, Cassidy's told himself that maybe this is the first guy that he's met in a while where he feels like, you know, this guy's not going to judge me. Yeah. He's not going to give a kitten's arsehole. Right. Which, <laughs> and even, and, well, you know, as a preacher, you know, you're not allowed to judge. Well, you're, I mean, you're not supposed to, right? <laughs> As a preacher, you're supposed to accept people where they are, and you know, like, okay, thank you for telling me your problems. I'm going to be a listening ear and give you comfort and guidance and that kind of stuff. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, if, yeah. If I understand the rule correctly, uh, that is the rule. Uh, I could probably count on one hand uh, those that actually adhere to that. Rule oh, sure, because they actually give a shit. Yeah, as opposed to they're just. Wearing the collar or whatever, whatever they do these days. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I feel like he's like, no, this, this guy, he's a good guy. Um, and he's understanding and he'll accept me for who I am. Yeah. And I just thought it was awesome that there, um, uh, Cassidy, uh, toward the end of the episode is being the voice of reason. Cassidy's yeah. being the voice of reason. You got, you got fucking problems. Yes. You're done <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> You're done fucked up. Well, I mean, in every interaction they had, like the first one they had right before Bible study, he's like, so how are you? I'm fine. No, 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 really. How are you? He's like, I'm in the middle of a really confusing ass conversation. (laughs) And luckily I have Bible study to go to, so I don't, I can leave. Yeah. He was trying to draw out. uh, And, and I love the fact that they reveal that Cassidy saw the whole thing go down with Eugene uh, because really he was the only one that could uh, be the one that could see that and yeah. understand it and confront him. Yeah. Uh, no one else would would have done that. And he did. He called him out. He called him out. He did. And – Well, because Eugene was calling him out too. And yes. So he's like, I got rid of one, so now I'm going to – this other guy is going to call me out. And Because clearly Jesse needs someone to be like, hey, you're not doing this right. I know you think you have a plan and you have something in mind and that this is all God's will and God's purpose for you, but no, no, <laughs> there is know. no plan. <laughs> right. Um, we, we, I, I almost feel like Jesse's de-evolution yeah. into being a straight up dick is happened almost too quickly. Yeah. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about that, and I remember you said that that was something that bothered you. Yes. Did you want to elaborate on that? Well, I mean, he seemed at the beginning when he was being a preacher, he tried to be a good guy. Right. He was trying to do everything to help people and be understanding and be a listening ear and help these people with his problems. And now that he has the power, he's like, you know what? I don't have to do that no, no. more. Yeah. I can tell them what's best for them and they don't have a choice. They have to do it. And that's what's better. Clearly I know what's better for everybody. Otherwise I wouldn't have this power. Yeah. And so the fact that he got the power he is misusing it and taking everything that he was pretending to be before. And maybe he's reverting back to his character and this, you know, we, what we saw before was a fake and this is the real Jesse. Right. But I don't think that's true because I mean, and I don't want to compare too much to the comics, but in the comics, you never see him act the way he's acting now. So no, I feel don't. like this is more out of character than what he was doing before. And he's, he's kind of gone away from who he is and what he believes in just to fulfill some promise or to get over some guilt that he feels for what he did 
earlier in his life. And I think that's another reason that the flashbacks in this episode are so important. Yeah. Because they give a huge part of his story and why he feels so bad and why he's doing what he's doing now. Well, he feels responsible for his father's death because he prayed for it. Yeah. He directly prayed for his father to be killed because of what his father did in getting Tulip taken away. Yeah. Which was his only friend. I like the reference to Donnie. Yeah. So they've known Donnie since they were kids as well because mm-hmm. Tulip bit his nipple off. Yep. So that's kind of awesome. <laughs> so he <laughs> he got no nipple. Well, it happens. <laughs> Things got a little out of control. And I mean, we didn't we went a little further than we thought it would go. Well, if you're going to bite people's nipples... Mm. You know, in a fight and not in a playful way, you know, things could happen. Mm. I'm sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. Well, maybe that's why Donnie's so into the <laughs> maybe Donnie's being into that kind of rough, burning, hitting kind of stuff because of Tulip. Maybe. Well, I don't think he's into it. I think his wife's into it and he just placates her because that's what she likes. What do you think they're safe for it is? I really think it's probably the Alamo or something like that. Oh, it would have to be. Or like Santa Ana. <laughs> Santa Ana. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Oh, I could just see them. <laughs> She's pouring hot coffee on his head. Santa Ana. Santa Ana. You're welcome for that visual. Anywho. I agree with you. We, this is not a side of Jesse that we've seen before, but maybe that's the point. This is not something we've seen before. So we don't know what to expect. We have to remember that the Jesse that we know, by the time we saw him, he had already lost his faith. Right. And so I think that what they're doing is great because I feel like they're setting up this scenario where he's being built up, being built up, being built up, and then the rug gets pulled out from under him mostly by his doing yeah and loses his faith uh because he's not as good as he thinks he is right and you know he's been given an opportunity to give up this power and he refuses to do so and i don't know about you but if a couple angels i mean confirmed angels yeah show up You've they, seen them die and come back yes. more than a hundred times. And they're explaining this power that you feel inside of you. Would you give it up or would you hang on to it? You know, honestly, I think I would give it up because if angels and celestial beings are afraid of it and can't explain what it is, that's not something I want to be messing with. Yeah. It's not something I want to be messing no. with at all. No. So anything celestial or demonic... You can keep that to yourself. <laughs> I'll stay here away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, ignorance is bliss in that department. Right? Yeah. I mean, if I didn't know what it was, for sure. Right. But I mean, I'm not the person that needs that kind of power at all. I, I, I would abuse it. Uh, but, you know, Jesse's got that enough arrogance to believe that he can do some good. And I feel like it's all hinged on Tulip said it best. That was a boy's promise. And um, it's not a bad promise. And I don't think that what his father told him about being a good guy, that you have to be because there's too many of the bad. It's not a bad thing. But as a boy, you make a promise like that. That's a very open-ended promise. You can do a lot of good a lot of different ways. And And so... I don't get why he's trying to fulfill his father's mission. Then, like that, to be a good guy, you don't have to come be back and be. You a didn't preacher have to be a preacher and save the town of Anvil. That's right. 
but I think that illustrates the point. I mean, again, this it's really this whole series is turning into quite a brilliant satire. Yes. Um, and and again, I love the fact that it doesn't take aim at any particular. I mean, it takes aim at religion, organized the, the, religion, the organized man-made religion, but it's not doing it in such a way that you feel like you're being preached at. It's being, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. For lack of a better term, I feel as though it's being presented in 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 a way that's very deft, uh, that you're being presented with an opportunity to make decisions and come to conclusions on your own, which I I love. That's what all TV should be. I mean, anything oh, that's too heavy handed and it's going to go ahead and give you like, hey, think about this, but here's the conclusion you need to reach. They're not happy feeding it. No, at all. No. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate that. Uh, but he is just, just too arrogant for his own good. And he is, he is finding out now that his temper is getting him into trouble because he, did he mean for Eugene to go to hell literally? No, no. And so I'm trying to wrap my mind around how exactly this power works. And this is something we've discussed before. Yeah. And we're seeing a couple things and, started as sundowner continued in this episode. Mm -hmm. The two main questions are why did the power send Eugene to hell? Yeah. That's one. Two, has it worn off on Odin? Yeah. Is it temporary or is it permanent? Exactly. So those two scenarios open up a whole can of worms in my mind that I feel like it may be temporary or is Odin because Odin sure certainly didn't seem uh, as um, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for when he was first told to serve God, he yeah. didn't seem as uh, zealous. Yes. Uh, and then sending Eugene to hell, mm-hmm. uh, we were kind of thinking, well, you can't really make anyone do something that they're not capable of doing. Right. But he made Eugene disappear. So what does that mean? Because yeah. he asked Cassidy to fly and Cassidy having strength was able to jump high yeah. and throw himself into a wall, but not literally fly. So what's going on here? And so yeah. it raises all kinds of questions. It does. Uh, it, I, I guess we can speculate. I mean, that's what we're going to do. Oh, no, absolutely. And maybe the power changes. I don't know. But is it possible that you can tell someone to do something and them to go and fulfill it because that's something that they were going to do eventually? Meaning, Mm. was Eugene going to go to hell? Because we learned, we finally learned about Tracy, why people call him a murderer. And that's a very, very very stark departure from yes. the comics that he, he wasn't a murderer. He did that whole scenario is completely new, but I like it. I think I like the the twist that it adds uh, and the tension that it adds. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cause the, it seemed like they were setting up. You needed a reason to hate Eugene because he's such a, I mean, nice I still guy. don't, right. He's such a good guy. He, you know, and people make mistakes and he, he's trying with everything he has to rectify what he did. But also he seems to be the only one with any understanding of what reality actually is because 
when he confronts Preacher last episode, he's like, I don't want it. It's cheating. And I don't want people to forgive me because you make them. I want them to forgive me because they feel like I've earned forgiveness. And if I haven't earned forgiveness, I don't deserve it. And, and absolutely. And, and I, f- I feel like Eugene is truly sorry for what he, what he's done. But and how could you ever, for- I mean, you, there's a difference between forgiveness and forgetting. Like if you, oh. he put a shotgun to this girl's head and blew off half her head with intent for her to no longer be alive when he was done. Right. If I can't have her, nobody can. Yeah. No. How could you forgive that? Yeah, it, you know, it begs the question too. Why is he able to walk around? I think we speculated his dad being the sheriff, right? And him being young and him trying to commit suicide. You know, there's a lot of factors that are possible. Maybe they'll explain that. Maybe they won't. I kind of. Do you think we'll see Eugene again this season? Is another question I have. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that whole storyline is going to play out now since they've changed it so much. Yeah. He's still a big factor, potentially a big factor in the overall story. But I think now, I don't know. I think, and comic spoiler coming up here, so if you haven't read it, <laughs> go ahead and skip the next 30 sections or so. I think they're trying to find a way to make Eugene a bad guy without getting rid of the sheriff. Hmm. And I think that's why they've changed his story so much. And having preacher, having preacher send him to hell and then maybe able to bring him back, anybody who's who's gone to like the, the hell that we all think of and then comes back. <laughs> we changed. I'm going to think you maybe you're a different person. So I think that's what they're trying to go for because the sheriff, I don't think they want to get rid of him and maybe, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but I don't, well, he's vastly different than what he is in right. the comics. So, exactly. and, and he's, he's not really a protagonist. Pain, he's not, but the, antagonist, I mean, but I like his, I, I'm okay with his character. I think I've found some peace in who he is because I appreciate what the actor's doing with the character. Yes. He, he's he been one of the brighter spots as well. Um, there's some nuance to his performance. I think sometimes we kind of miss, but if you really pay attention, he's, he's, he's hitting, he's hitting the nail on the head 99% of the time. Well, I mean, and I really appreciate the effort that he's he's given us. Yeah, the fear that he had in his voice mm-hmm. in this episode when he's looking for Eugene mm-hmm. was it was very subtle, but it was very well done. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, he does care about Eugene. That's his kid. Yeah. And he is, you know, he's out looking for his kid. And, and earlier he was like, you know, why don't you just finish the just job? Finish the job. But now he's like, you know, that's my kid. I need to protect him. Where is he? And you could you could tell he's trying to keep it under control and not freak out, but he was really freaking out. Yes, absolutely. And I think no, learning that Eugene uh, attempted murder of uh, Tracy, yeah, I think adds a whole another layer to some of the scenes we've seen earlier where he blew up on him and he asked him to finish the job. It adds another layer to that pain. Yeah. Cause it's not just about my son attempted to commit suicide. My, my son is always, is also brought, uh, not just that pain into my life, but the pain, uh, that he, he tried to kill somebody yeah. and, and it brings back, uh, to either the pilot or the first episode where they're coming out of church and somebody, somebody says murderer. Yeah. You know, and it brings some, it finally kind of brings some of those things full circle as well. And how do you feel as a parent when that happens? Like it's bad enough mm, to think that your kid tried to kill himself, but that your kid tried to kill someone else. You're like, 
And you're the sheriff. You're like, what you did represent, I do? You represent the law. Law and order. And Discipline. You can, and you cannot. Or, yeah. And you cannot. You don't have a handle on your own house. Yeah. Because, I mean. And Feels then, like a failure. Right? I would. And then the mom, you, you know, you, we've seen her very briefly, but she looks like someone who's drinks all the time, oh, just watches yeah. TV. You know. She's vegged out. She's gone. She's so, checked out. She's and done. And I bet that has something to do with Eugene. And so I, yeah. I, I would imagine, so sheriff's like, I can't, my wife is now out of control. My son is never going to look the same. People are always going to look at him different in this town. What am I supposed to do? No, yeah. I've had conversations with my own mother about my brothers. She's like, well, where did I go wrong? You know, and yeah. what, what did I, it's like, it's okay, mom. It's Those are true. always the worst. It's not your fault. Those are the worst conversations. Why are you talking to me about it? <laughs> my brother, my younger brother <laughs> is a great kid, but my mom Every time she would always call me like at first she was like, is, is he gay? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Why, why do you think he's gay? She was like, well, he's an actor. He travels. Oh he doesn't God. have a serious girlfriend. I'm like, mom, seriously, <laughs> he's not gay. He just, you know, he's, he's a thespian. He's not gay. I'm like, there's no need for him to get married. Like he's not going to be like me and my other brother that get married at 20 because that's Foolish. Since, since when was being an actor and not having a serious girlfriend mean you like dick? I don't understand. I think she just thought he liked everything. Uh, maybe. But here's the thing. Yeah. Moms. Moms just want, moms want grandchildren. I mean, let's, let's get real. That's, that's I it. mean, that's really, that's it. I already had kids. So, I mean, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, but she wants more. Right. It it's a weird thing. It's it's just weird when your parents call you and like, what's wrong? What did I go wrong with your brother or your sister? I'm like, mom, you raised me the same. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Are you saying there's something wrong with me too? Yeah, we used to, we, we we used to jerk circle jerk all the time. I'm like I'm like, well, you just don't even know what I've done because I'm a better liar. Ooh, that's probably true. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! Man, okay, we got off track, but. So enough about Eugene. I think, who do you want to talk about next? Uh, who haven't we talked about? I think we need to talk about Tulip. Yes, let's talk about Tulip. You go ahead since you brought it up. Okay, I love the 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 the, the flashbacks with Tulip. You liked watching her run barefoot in that dress, dude. That was badass with her shoes in her hand. It was a little ridiculous, but it sure was hot. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. And I'm just gonna say, whoever played young Tulip. Did such a good job (laughs) of capturing Tulip. Like, even with the eye rolls and everything, you're like, oh, that's her. That's totally her. She hadn't changed a bit. Agreed. But Tulip clearly, from the beginning, has had a thing for Jesse. And they did the thing from the comic with. Until the end of the world. Until the end of the world. Until the end of the world. Which I was ready for. It was nice. I feel like they threw a lot of the comic um, references in this episode because it was so slow. Speaking so, of comic references, I yeah. know I'm interrupting, but if I don't time. say it now, I will forget Sundowner. Yeah. Toward the end, they mention, well, there's the other option. Nope, don't even say it. Yeah. So guess who we're going to see? I'm betting before the end of this season. They're going, and what if Eugene sees him while he's down? Yeah. yeah. That would be badass. That would be Santa badass. Killers is coming. He folks. is coming. Folks. He's got ready. to. He's coming. Yeah. There's a fight coming. There's a fight coming, coming today. today. You're going to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> so Tulip, um, seeing her as a kid and where's your, where's your dad? In jail? Where's your mom? I don't know. You know, where's your uncle? Drunk? Okay, well, I'll bring you home. So 
seeing what she's gone through a struggle as a kid was and seeing where she is now and how Jesse showed her kindness and how Jesse was the only one, probably the only one who showed her any kindness as a child was why that follows through mm-hmm. as an adult to why she's so attached to him. But also the hate and the, I don't want to say racism because I don't think it's racism, just the judgment that Jesse's dad had for Tulip because after Tulip gets taken away and he's like, why, why would you do that? This is bullshit. And he's like, cause she's in O'Hare and O'Hare's, always come with trouble. Yeah. You know, they're just stereotypes and I don't think it was because she was black. Oh no, I I was, that's I, why I didn't want it's not racism. Yeah, I think they were just uh <clears throat> just her family. But family's important to her because of, and and at first it's like what the fuck is this scene all about? She's busting this kid in the chops because he stole some oh, it's Walter's pants. Yeah. But see, I think that was important. That's it important was. character development. Here she cares deeply about her uncle Walter, but because it's family, it's blood. It's family, it's blood, and you don't you you back your kin's play um, always. But this motherfucker, he don't care. Uh, he's just out drunk, and she can't even get him in the house. But she's trying to take care of him. She's mm-hmm. these kids. I don't know why the fuck these kids told his pants. I guess it was just something to do. Well, I mean, if if you um, see a dude passed out drunk on the lawn every day, yeah, as sooner or later. And I mean, you live in Anvil, Texas. What the fuck is there to do <laughs> in Anvil, Texas? Um, well, steal pants and yeah. make babies. Make babies. Yeah, that's about it. And dress and do Civil War reenactments. Apparently, oh, Lord. but. <laughs> it, it really explained because why Tulip was so attached to Jesse yeah. and Jesse had, was clearly attached to her and he missed her and wanted her to be here. But you see his dad's influence on him as the episode goes. You're like, you know, <clears throat> okay, cool. You prayed for your dad to die. It's whatever. Ever, I don't know anybody who's like, man, I wish that person was dead. You know, you always, when you're younger and you're a kid and you don't know better, you people have those kind of hateful thoughts toward other people. Oh, absolutely. All the time. Every child wishes their parents die some point in their life. Absolutely. And if you didn't, you're not normal. Right. Because you feel like you, it's so unfair and you're, it's because you're immature and ignorant and you don't know until you get older. Like, you know what? They knew what was better for me, even right. though I didn't know it. And you get an appreciation as you mature. And I think that's what Jesse's doing. So I would think that his little prayer that he prayed as a kid for his dad to die, he would realize that it had nothing to do with why his dad was dead. And he would get over that shit. But it made a really profound impact on him. Well, to be fair, his father was shot dead in front of him. Don't you cry. Oh, Custer's don't Custers cry. Custer's don't cry. I mean, let's, let, let's cut him a little bit. I agree with you, but I'm willing to cut him a little bit of slack because I ain't never seen my dad get his brains blowed out in front of me recently after I prayed that he would die. Sure. <laughs> so, sure. But, you know. But prayer has never worked for him. And you even see that in the earlier episodes when he's like, I'm going to try this one more time. See if it if works. If someone's listening. I Okay. Fair so enough. You th- fair enough. That's why I'm thinking like, you know, you, dude, you know, that wasn't your fault. And that was another comic throwback. And I'm thinking that those are two characters that hopefully we see soon. Oh, I, I know. I, there is no doubt in my mind 
who those characters are. He already made reference to who gave him the tattoo. Yeah. Mean old lady. Mean old lady. Now, I know there's a lot of speculation. A lot of people on the interwebs yeah. are speculating that uh, those those were uh, some Quincannon men back no. in the day. No, no. No, sir. Those are not. TC. That's TC and, and Jody. Jody. Jody sure. with a Y. For sure. Jody with a Y. I guarantee it. I, 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 I'd put money on it right I'll, now. I'll bet... The podcast. Absolutely. That's got to be who I don't know what that means. They can't. That's (laughs) one of the backstory. They can't change that. Um, Well, there's some nuances I think they could do. but Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully they'll change a few things. some shit goes down. Uh, Some shit, yes. Some shit. I don't want to see on film. What, Bob? There's some people out there right now. That know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> That's why I said it. Woo! That's going to be some wild shit. God, no. I don't know how they're going to do that. I think no. I really think part of season one is like them stalling to figure out how they're going to put some the stuff from the gonna, comics in there. The fuck, we're going to do this. Like, let's test the limits to see if we can get away with this. Yeah, I th- I, you know, maybe it is. Maybe the well, I think we said from the get go that this fir- whole most of the first season is almost like a preamble. You know, kind of yeah. like not just whet your ap- appetite, but kind of get you ready, prime the pump, so to speak. Uh, get your mind around the fact that this is some weird shit and it can get so much weirder. Well, I mean, they did so much weirder. Something they've done with the walking dead. If you look up, you go back and look at season one and two, that's tame. Oh yeah. So tame. Take walk compared to, I mean, so much murder in season five and like human murder. Straight human on human murder. Yeah. It's not like, and the zombies get the walkers, excuse me, get crazier and crazier. And just the interaction and the villains get worse and worse. And you're like, okay, but back to preacher. Well, well, hang on. Speaking of which, have you seen the teaser for the second half of fear? The walking. Oh my God. I'm ready. Are you getting a little stoked? Are you getting a little jazzed? I'm ready to come back and do that. I don't even, I don't even know. I, I don't even know, dude. I'm like I, I I'm we we need to start writing down speculations and maybe put some thoughts out there before that first. I feel like we should do a whole episode because we'll have a yeah. week. We'll have a week where we can do that. Yeah, for sure. We need to we need to do some spe- just pure speculation. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you have any speculation on Fear of the Walking Dead, uh, let us know. Nice segue. Yeah, let I us like know. That. We uh, we want to include that because. There's so many different things that can go. Uh, people were losing their damn minds that uh, Chris uh, Henry, yeah, uh, or excuse me, um, Chris is his name. Uh, what is his name? The actor's name? Something Henry? It's not Chris Henry. No, it's not Chris Henry. What Chris? Anyway, the uh, the actor who played Chris on Instagram. He's got short hair now. I'm like, oh shit, it's Matt. Maggie all over again. Well, he, she done got a haircut in the series. He's so. been purified by the faith. Oh, has he? <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the light of the seven has found him. Yes. <laughs> the mother gave him. Anyway, mercy. I don't want to do that speculation now, but no. I saw that and I was like, yes. Yeah. So TC and Jody, they're coming. Oh man. They're coming. And that, you know, that's great because, uh, we don't, we don't know anything about Jesse's bomb. Yeah. So, those that know the preacher canon know if we're talking about Jody and TC, you've got a pretty good idea where mom's at mm-hmm. uh, and why she's not with uh, his daddy, John Custer. Now, they should have escaped together, but 
Oh, well. That's a story for another time. Yeah. Read the comic if you want to find out uh, that story. Jesse is just... Um, God, he's pushing everybody away. Well, I mean, it culminates with that dinner scene. Do we want to talk about Odin before we talk about the dinner scene? Yeah, let's go ahead and do Odin real quick. We got time. What do you think about Odin? Because Uh, let's speculate. Do you think that Jesse's power has worn off? Because what he said was serve God. And we had speculated in that episode that serve God can be interpreted a lot of ways, depending on your own personal belief and what you viewed as a God. Because Odin in this episode, he's done turn that cow murdering up to level a hundred. Mm-hmm. And I, I know he's touching himself. We just don't see it, mm-hmm. but he's touching himself inappropriately while them cows are screaming <laughs> and like, Oh, I'm dying. I'm dying. He's like, Oh my God, this is so hot right now. Well, when he was oh. talking about how they don't do uh, in a year, what his daddy did in a month and what yeah. his granddaddy did in a week. And he talks about Brazil and how yeah. many head of cattle they, uh, they go through and he drifted off to La La Land. Like he did that. Uh, when we first met him, uh, and he's just looking away, being like, man. And he starts thinking about the sheer number of cows that are being laid to waste. And all that beef just, that you can make into sculptures. He's just, he's in that special happy place. It's a little <laughs> fuzzy tingle time is what that is <laughs> for little Odin. Uh, you know, it could, okay, obviously it can go two ways. Either it wore off or it didn't. I'm not quite sure. I might even go with it hasn't because... He's still fulfilling the service of the God that he serves. And yes, but he served Jesse those papers uh, to get the deed for that land. And he flat out, you know, and Jesse's like, no, I ain't signed this because you became a Christian. No, no, I didn't. You can tell I didn't become a Christian. Yeah. And that was the bet. The bet was that I would leave a Christian, not that I would. Leave serving, but God. everybody heard you say that you'd serve God, and he's like, "Yeah, I did." And so I, I feel like that's confirmation of what we were speculating. Yeah, and so maybe he, a little his little maniacal edge has lost, been lost a little. And when he said he did a terrible, terrible thing, he wasn't talking about killing those people. He wasn't talking about the Green he didn't people. No shit about that. Yeah. So I've neglected my family business. Yeah, which. It's all under that umbrella of the God he serves. And so yes. I think he's still I think he's still adamant about doing that because we see further in the episode that he's he's coming for war. And yeah. so he's he's ready to take what he feels is his because there was a gentleman's agreement. Yeah. And Jesse, and in, you're not honoring the deal. We in had West a Texas handshake. In West Texas, your word okay. is your bond. Yes. A verbal agreement still holds up. In would still hold up to some degree in court. Yeah, I mean, in in the you can't prove that shit. But in West Texas, unlike a lot of parts of the world, if you give someone your word, that is everything. Especially in a small town, if you tell somebody you're going to do something, if you don't do it, everybody in town is going to know that you snarked and that you went back on your word and that you're worth nothing. Well, if you're going to crawfish on a deal, you deserve for the devil to drill you in the ass. Exactly, that's the way I look at it. And so. And Jesse was raised that way. Odin was raised that way. So he's like, well, this is, how on earth could you not honor our deal? We made a deal. You lost. I own this land now. Just go ahead and sign. Do you need a pin? Because here it is. I, then, you're not going to sign it? I'll be back. Yeah. And he's going to take what he feels is his, rightfully his. And I, I, I don't disagree with that. I feel like 
Jesse is crawfishing on his deal because yeah. he didn't make a good deal. He was so convinced his in term, his power. Yeah. His terms were shit. Yeah. He's so convinced in his power. He's like, I got this. I can make whatever deal I want because I'll just tell people to do what I want them to do. Well, again, it's his arrogance. He's yeah. telling people, he's giving people uh, too much leeway in the instructions he's given them. And he's being very uh, lackadaisical is not the right word. He's being very cavalier in there his use of this power yeah. and giving people... He doesn't. He doesn't quite understand that you have to be a little open-ended more open-ended instructions. Yes, yeah, be a little more direct. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll just do whatever he feels right. So, <laughs> but see, and that, that's another problem I had with Jesse in this episode because he, you really he's getting pay, played out as a dick and someone you don't even care about. Because when Odin's coming at the end, you're like, you know what? Cool, I'm all right with this. If if he comes and he takes the church from preacher, that's cool. He kind of deserves it. I agree with that. Yeah, he kind of deserves it. I love their use of the uh, William Barrett Travis yeah. quote of the letter that he wrote to the Alamo, which actually I've got right here, and I wanted to add a little flavor on that because Please I do. think this is important. They neglected to add this, but I think it gives some great context. Uh, he actually wrote it uh, on February 24th, 1836, and it was to – to the people of Texas and all Americans in the world. There you go. All of them. Uh, well, when he talked about, uh, what was it? Uh, the enemy has demanded us. Uh, da, 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 the forest, um, answered the demand with a cannon shot. Her flag waves proudly over the walls. I should never surrender or retreat. Okay, let's see. Where was it? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, if the call is neglected, I am determined to sustain myself as long as possible and die like a soldier who never forgets what is due to his honor and that of his country, victory or death. But yeah. there was a PS on this letter. Oh, is there? And I think it's interesting, and and I and, and I'm, I'm I'm curious as to why it was left off. The Lord is on our side. Oh, now wouldn't that have been interesting? It would have been. So. I think they left that out on purpose, but for those that maybe already knew, that's a nice little tidbit that I think Odin and Jesse could have used in that scenario that the Lord is on our side. Yeah. They both feel that way. Yes, right. So I looked that up and I said, ooh, interesting. Very interesting. Because... I didn't have that memorized. I mean, I knew, sure I knew exactly didn't. what they were talking sure about. Sure you didn't have that memorized. Oh, I might have had a little memorized. That's what I thought. Uh, I am from the great city of San Antonio. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. Riverwalk at Christmas is very nice. If you get a chance to walk the Riverwalk during Christmas time, I highly recommend it. It's quite fantastic. You'll probably find a magic carp, but we'll talk about that later. Have you ever ridden that magic carpet? <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. Well, there was no carpet, but Ma- it was magical. Magic carp. Oh, magic carp. Yes. Oh, yes. I, now I know what you're talking yeah. about. I do apologize. Everybody gets the magic carp just for the evolution. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you man, can't I, wait. You're so excited. I hope. I hope we get get correspondence on that one. <laughs> Um, so all in all, I think it was a very important episode. We haven't talked think, about the dinner scene. Oh, shit. 
Oh man, I'm here. I'm trying to wrap up, and we got shit to talk about yet. Uh, I don't, go I don't for like, it. I don't like the dinner scene. You didn't like it? Well, I mean, I love the dinner scene, but the, the, I want to take Emily Tulip and Cassidy by the throat and be like, "He's not worth this. Yeah. Why are you trying to make him happy? He's a piece of shit. He treats you like shit. Think better of yourself and get the fuck out of here." Well. I appreciated the dinner scene for the pure fact that the vampire used half a bottle of ketchup on his food. I thought that was fantastic. Well, I don't like, I don't like the, it's, it's confirming some of my fears because What's it feels that? like a, a, a competition between Tulip and Emily. Cause Emily, oh, there ain't no competition there. Oh shit. Sunny Jim. Shit. No. <laughs> shit. What? One you marry, one you do other things too. That's right. right. Exactly. I've just, one you marry and the other one's your side piece. Exactly. One you have kids with and that bitch makes you dinner. Right. And the other one, <laughs> the other one you spend your time with. You do things. <laughs> well, I was about to quote a movie and I'm glad I didn't quote it. Have you ever seen the girl next door? Girl next door. Actually, no, I have not. There's a the, one of my Is that favorite, the one about the porn star. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes ever in the movie. When one of the porn stars is like, oh, he, he's like, yeah, we're directors. She's like, oh yeah, you can use me in a film. And he goes, I would do things to you that I wouldn't do to a farm animal. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh shit, that's great. But you've used that before, I feel. Oh, many, many a time. I probably used it on this wow. podcast. No, no, no. I'm like in in the wild. Oh, yeah. I mean, to pick up chicks. Yeah. It's a numbers game. You know, <laughs> if you can get one with that, you're in for an evening. That's yeah. all I'm saying. You're in for an evening and a morning and, mm. you know, probably six months of pills. Is that morning with a U? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's both. It's both. <laughs> so, Emily, so Cassidy first goes and confronts Jesse and, like, hey, this is what I am. Look at me. Here's the fire extinguisher. I'm going to reveal myself to what I, what I am to you. Put me out, please. And we don't know if that happened or not. Sure. We don't have, of course. Sure. Happen. We don't. And so <laughs> Jesse comes back in and Tulip's like, what the, what happened? And she's like, you piece of shit. He doesn't fit in with your little West Texas, Southern Baptist raised ideals. And he's different. So you don't like him. And he's like, what, what are you even doing here? You're just trouble. You're an O'Hare. Why are you here? I don't, I don't want you here. And she's like, you know what? You're right. Good question. Deuces. Right. And then Emily's like. Oh, oh gosh. I was so afraid that she was about to tell him that she loved him. That I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, I mean, because that's what people start off a sentence that way ever since the first time I saw you. And you're like, oh, shit. Here comes the L word with the big L. <laughs> and she's like, I believed in you. And he's like. Well, that was stupid. <laughs> go home. <laughs> go go home, home, Emily. Yeah. Go home, Emily. So, Emily. That, come on now. That, that, if you didn't like that scene, well, I think you didn't like it because he was a colossal dick and he was pushing away every friend. Oh, he's a great scene. Every friend that he had. Very important scene for the Very series. Very important. Well acted, all four of them. And him telling Emily that was just, that was magical. She well, that was dumb. To, she needed to hear it. <laughs> she did. Because she did. you know, if he'd have said, if he'd have said anything, well, thank you, I appreciate. If that. he'd have said anything, that dress would have come off. Oh yeah, and they would have been on the table. Oh yeah, yes. She was. Yes. She was basically saying, if you want it right now, I, uh, all the rides are open, sweetie. Oh, that's basically what she was saying. But he shut her down, and that's good. That's good for her character going forward because that 
hopefully will at least maybe not completely, but shut the door most of the way for any, any, uh, any of that, uh, any romantic romance. uh, I'm seeing a three way tulip, Emily and Cassidy probably next episode. I think that's happening. Man, that's quite a leap. Oh, Emily had a little interaction with Cassidy in this episode. Well, no, her interaction was more about her. That was more of a pissing match and her marking her territory than anything else. You know, she's down to party, though. Well, there is that. She's down to party. And she has uh, the ability to emotionally disconnect, which I respect and admire (laughs) and appreciate. And, and whatever and, word I can think of, and at this envy. Point. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Where were you <laughs> earlier? If that happens, Shit. if that happens, I'm not even going to speak on the next episode. I'm just going to the whole time be like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. told mm-hmm. you, yeah, told you." Uh, you know, well, they all have something in common now, right? They've all been scorned, so. scorned by the one they love. Mm, I mean, they could uh, all you know sort of lick each other's wounds, right? And then you know, it'd be three o'clock in the morning, they're all drinking, and then just this weird look at each other, like, "Are we really doing this?" And Cassidy's like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> and they go, "Bloody hell! <laughs> Why not?" Uh, let's do it. Yeah. Jesse won't give a kitten's arsehole. <laughs> oh, right. right. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a good second to Jesse. <sighs> you know, and he, you know, Cassidy proclaimed his love to Tua. He basically told her that that. Not in this episode, but yeah. that he had fallen for, and so it's it's weird. It I is mean, weird. there's, eh, I don't know, but all in all, very important episode. Yeah, I miss so. Fior and DeBlanc for sure, but I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, um, it felt okay that they weren't in it because I felt like there wasn't a whole lot of time that passed between these past two episodes. So. It was one day. Yeah, if even. It was the morning that they went to yeah. church, and they had dinner at church that night. Yeah. One day. So I'm good with that. Yeah. And uh, obviously, he is trying to get Eugene back. I don't yeah, know I like that at the end. Pulling up the floorboards. Uh, he, he got convicted of something. He's like, you know what? Shit, I got to get him back. What what is What have I done? And, you know, it might be more of if I don't. Sheriff's going to come sniffing up my ass uh, again. And how long, really, how long can you let that play out before you get in trouble? Right. And Emily covering so, for me is one thing, but, you know, Emily's word is only so good. So, every, yeah. The last place anybody saw him. And the was sheriff here. don't believe that anyway. Sheriff's not sheriff, dumb. No, he's not idiot. Yeah. So, for real. three, three, ep- let's see, seven. No, yeah. wait. Three episodes left. Three episodes. Eight, nine. Yeah. Three left. Yeah. Three left. I still maintain that whole town's going to explode. I think that'll be a great way to end the season. And Hell yeah. season two, comics. I'm pretty sure the Santa Killers is going to show up this season. Oh, God. Before the end so. of season two. Just to set up that threat for the second season. And then them fucking go on the road and he's chasing them down. And then Eugene. Money in the bank. Eugene season three. I can go with that. I'm down. I could go with that. Yeah. I mean, if we don't see Eugene for a while, that's fine. Yeah. Because you forget about him and then he shows back up and you're, and you're like, like, oh, oh shit. shit. He's been, yeah. but the longer he stays down in there, the more of a threat I think he'd be. Oh, I agree strongly. You know, it's kind of like prison. You know, if you only spend a couple of days, you see some shit, but you know, you still kind of maintain some of your, uh, self. But, but the longer f- you're in, the more, the more fucked up you get. You do 15 years. 
Yeah, you might as well stay in there. Yeah. You, well, then you're no longer fit for the outside world. <laughs> it fucks you up. Yeah, I have a cousin that has been in since 16, and he gets out next week. He's 22. Yeah, that's gonna be rough, dude. It is. It's gonna be rough. Yeah, I haven't I mean, seen. Yeah, you know, you, I haven't seen him in six years. How and, do you even acclimate? Well, how do you even? How do you even? How, how, even his blood and family, how do you even like, hey, bro, uh, I mean, well, yeah. it's going to be so fucking awkward. How well, because his mom is 60 now, and she's she's going to bring, she, he's going to live with her, and I'm just, oh, oh. that ain't going to work, man. Yeah, I know. That so ain't going to work. We're all real worried about it, so we'll see how it goes, but I'm mm. with you. You know, the longer, the longer Eugene's down there and away from the series, the worse it's going to be for him, and the bigger a threat he's going to be when he comes back. Let us know what your thoughts are on this episode. Uh, where do you think the rest of the season's going? Let us know if you've been reading the comics and you're like, hey, what the fuck are they doing? I don't understand what's going on here. What about this? What about that? We want to hear from you. We do. Let us know. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, fear, at fear and cat, cast. Mm-hmm. I'll get it in a minute. No, the fear and cast. <laughs> or email us. Fear at nethcast.com. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. I was you were you were mixing them up. Oh, I, 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 you see, I'm out of whiskey. <clears throat> That's true. I'm going to have to get a refill. Here and for those second. of you who don't know how to spell it, it's N T H C A S T. We're doing this. Yeah, we're doing this. Well, we've had a couple people that didn't know how to spell it. I feel like you're calling one person. I'm not. I said a couple. Oh, a couple. A couple. Okay. Well, they know who they are. They do. Well, they don't listen to this show. <laughs> you don't know that. That's true. I don't know that. As soon as you get mail <laughs> saying, what the fuck are you doing calling me out on the podcast, bro? I'm not listening anymore, say- asshole. I'm not listening any less, but I'm not listening anymore. Yeah. But we do appreciate you listening. Very much. And uh, if you have any thoughts or ideas on the second half of Fear of the Walking Dead season, hit us up as well. We want to hear from you. And uh, we're going to start a mailing list. We're going to start asking for emails soon. Why? Well, there's a reason. There's a reason why we want to be able to contact you directly in your email inbox. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's altruistic, I guarantee. I I I promise you that. Yeah, we have no... There's nothing... No malice in our intent. Oh, absolutely not. We have perfect intentions. Always. But uh, in the meantime, just remember, fight the dead. And fear the Nthcast. cast.